Which quarterback should you be targeting in a win-now window in your dynasty leagues? All that and more this episode of Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We want to thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. And joining me today, as always, is Kate Majuk. Check her out on Twitter at Kate Majuk. Kate, today we're talking about some trade targets at the quarterback position. If you are in a win now window, we were discussing this a little bit pre-show. Your top player here is Daniel Jones. Why are you suggesting (laughs) that people go out and trade for Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones is like a really, really interesting player in the 2023 season. And I like I'm full disclosure. I'm all in on the Darren Waller train. Like I I think he's going to be absolutely a total and complete difference maker for this team. Let's look at what Daniel Daniel Jones accomplished last year. QB uh, QB nine right on on the entire season averaged 18 fantasy points per game and showed all of those chops as a rusher, which we know is the cheat code for fantasy football, yes. period. Um, now, I think that there's there's definitely a lot of room for him to grow as a passer, of course. Um, only had six total games last year where he threw for 200 more yards. Like, didn't have a single game where he threw more than two passing touchdowns. Which, like, you see the floor, right? Like, the floor could be pretty low, but... When we're adding Darren Waller into this mix, I think that that's probably the best player that uh, Daniel Jones has thrown to over the last two seasons, at least by by a large, significant margin. You have Saquon Barkley coming back this year, and and that that's going to kind of be a, a stable point mm-hmm. for the offense. But I, I think what you're overall pretty excited about is is again that rushing upside had uh, had. Five, uh, sorry, six games with more than fifty plus rushing yards yep. last year. Yes, please. and he wasn't healthy. That, that's the other thing. He wasn't healthy. He was dealing with a lower body injury last year. If he's healthy, I, I, I would almost be shocked if he doesn't average thirty rushing yards a game. Had twenty or more rushing yards in all but two games last exactly. year. Exactly. Yeah, like that is a crazy, crazy safe rushing floor and. You know, like I said, didn't didn't have a single game where he had more than two passing touchdowns last year. He had multiple games, uh, five games total with rushing touchdowns, uh, two games scored where he had multiple rushing touchdowns. Yep. So, like, yeah, maybe that ceiling is a little bit limited as a passer, but it, what you get out of those legs, like, yeah, I'm not looking to have Daniel Jones be a centerpiece of my offense. I don't feel comfortable with him as my QB1. But especially in a super flex league, like it's going to be really hard uh, to find a quarterback that's a better value for that potential upside than Daniel Jones. And with Brian Dable, you know, just having this new look offense with nine slot receivers on the field at the same time, it's going to be really dynamic, right? I mean, I'm kind of joking, but what we've got. (laughs) Sterling kind Shepard. Of jo- no, you're only kind of joking because they they genuinely have, uh, I think, 30 to 40 slot receivers Sterling, at any given point. Sterling Shepard, Cole Beasley, Wandell <laughs> Robinson, Jalen Hyatt, James Crowder. 
Uh, I mean, I've got to be missing other players, right? I, there's just a million of these guys. That I, I, I don't love the receiving core, but I do think it's going to be improved from what we saw last year. The addition of Darren Waller will certainly help, but all they need is like two guys to be adequate, and I think they'll find that. Like if they can have two of these guys just be fine, all of a yeah. sudden I could see Brian Dable opening up the offense at least a little bit. And what they uh, they were missing last year, like. And and I do think this was part of the reason that we saw some limited upside as a passer was, I mean, the deep pass attack was virtually non-existent for this team yeah. last year. I think Jalen Hot with his speed and, and ability to do damage downfield, I do think he's going to open things up a little bit. And again, it's the second year with Brian Dable's offense. Like you always, uh, you know, expect it's kind of a, a transition period, right? Like you always expect that things are going to be a little bit, a little bit shaky anytime there's, there's, a, you know, a change in system, but I think more experience um, and, and the addition of Darren Waller here. I mean, Darren Waller is effectively this team's wide receiver one. And I don't think that's a bad option to have as your wide receiver one. Now I will say one of the reasons that I'm a little bit hesitant to pay, I mean, QB 15 is not that expensive, so it's not that big of a deal, but their schedule is tough. And you look at like the, just their division alone with Washington, Dallas and Philadelphia, who has the worst defense of those three? I mean, Washington finished top five in like EPA last year. I think they're going to be better on that side of the ball. We know Dallas and Philly are going to be awesome on defense. So there's just not very many layup games, especially when you consider they play the AFC East this year. So that's Buffalo, Miami, New England, New York jets. Like there's good every week. Daniel Jones is going to be going up against a really good defense. So unless they I, start to get into shootouts, like that's, that's what you have. That's to the for. question though. Like is, are, are they going to be in situations where he's a like, going to be forced to have a high number of pass attempts just to keep up probably uh even if they're not you know the, the most efficient pass attempts i do think the volume is going to be there but but also like i i think we're starting to see for daniel jones that like it, when when there's a struggle right like he's scrambling he's and, gonna move and yep that could put him in situations that he feels the need to scramble. I like it's all, it's all, this is me projecting of course. uh, And maybe trying to will something into existence with Daniel Jones, but I don't know. I I have a feeling that like, again, especially for, for like a QB two price tag, it feels like the upside is there. He got paid. um, You know, the, the, the situation is ripe, I think, for you to enjoy the discount a little bit. All right, so let's go through a couple of trades just really quickly on Daniel Jones, courtesy of Dynasty League Football. Uh, we had a trade of Daniel Jones and DeAndre Swift for Tua, who we'll get to in just a second. Yeah, I'll take Daniel Jones' side. Okay. Um, a couple other ones really quickly. Daniel Jones and Christian Kirk for Kyler Murray. Ah, uh, ooh. Depends on if you're like in a win now mode uh, versus not. I'll probably take Daniel Jones. Yeah, again, these are all super flex leagues. I should have mentioned that at the top, but Daniel Jones for Jelani Woods and the 111 in a super flex league. No, I'll take Daniel Jones. Yeah, so would I. Uh, Daniel Jones for, I'll pick 113 straight up. Daniel Jones. Yeah. 
I think you can get him pretty cheap. And if as long as you're not counting on him to be like your QB1 and you're just trying to get a QB2 with rushing upside, I think that's where he could be potentially a league winner for you because you're going to get a pretty solid floor because of the rushing potential, as you mentioned, 20 rushing yards in basically every game last mm-hmm. year. This op- offense is just a little bit better, a little bit more explosive. Uh, I could easily, easily see Daniel Jones as a top eight di- or fantasy QB for the 2023 season. Okay, let's talk about uh, a player that we just mentioned, Tua, and if he can be a league winner in 2023. Next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount and bonus bets up to $200. That's right, just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That is $200 that you can spend betting on everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. All in an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. I absolutely love FanDuel. It's the the sports book that I use when I bet on the NFL. I cannot recommend it enough. And there's no better place to bet on uh, Major League Baseball than FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get up to $200 back in bonus bets. That is FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. Welcome back to the Lockdown Dynasty Football Podcast. All week long, we're going to be discussing some players that you should be trading for if you are in a win-now window. Today, we are discussing quarterbacks. Again, Matt and Ryan will be back Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Okay, you and I back on Friday to maybe discuss some uh, Hall of Fame uh, game reactions. So make sure you tune into that. Let's get to your next quarterback. It's Tua. Why are you buying Tua at QB15? I just, like... I, I understand the the hesitancy, right, to invest in a quarterback like Tua, especially after the concerns that we had last year, the the, the concussions. Like there are there are a lot of reasons to be hesitant. But when we're going to the price tag of of you know QB fifteen, uh, it for me, looking at the upside he has as a passer with Tyreek Hill with Jalen Waddle, arguably like the best receiving duo in the league. Like those are two wide receivers that would function as wide receiver ones on most NFL teams. You pack, you pack, package them together. Uh, and, and suddenly you see all of that upside for Tua. And yes, it, it feels like he's one concussion away from being out of the league. And, and that's why I think, you know, at, can't invest in him as my quarterback one but if he's fully healthy now like let's look at the first half of the season Marcus like we saw a lot of production and efficiency from Tua Um, we started to see that decline over the course of the season and I think you know a lot of that I have to guess is related to the concussions he just didn't look like the same player in the second half of the season Uh, but you know in 2022, still extremely efficient, ranked second in the league in NFL passer rating, threw for the same number of touchdowns as as Tom Brady, uh, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, like, and he did that in a 13 game sample size. Uh, and you know, we're being generous there with with 13 games because he wasn't 
uh, it didn't complete a couple of games, yep. had, had yep. the issue. Like there, there was a lot, there was a lot there, but you know, almost 18 fantasy points per game. And, and that's, you know, including a second half of the season that was just so incredibly disappointing. Like, well, there's also some context we need to add in there. So you mentioned like the Bengals game, right? He starts, that's a Thursday night game, gets hurt, doesn't play the whole thing. Yep. He played his first game back after that concussion was against Pittsburgh mm-hmm. in, I believe that was in Pittsburgh, right? And it was a really rainy, sloppy, windy game. Kenny Pickett threw three interceptions in that game. It was just so hard to move the ball. So yeah. even in some of these games where he was fully healthy and finished, it didn't set up really well for him to put up massive fantasy points. Yeah, and it, like when you're looking at at Tua, right? Like, there's not a lot of rushing upside there. So all of his production is going to need to come by way of his arm, right? Yeah, so like when you have those sloppy games, not not the best for his fantasy upside. Uh, you know, just because he's not he's not giving you anything else with his legs. But for me, that price tag, it, it feels like we're we're very much baking in that risk of okay, it, like one hit and he could be out of the league. Well, that might be worth it just based on their. Well, because their- if, I, if I asked you, like if I, if I told you, hey, Tua's going to play 16 games this season. Like he's going to miss one for whatever reason. Where would you project him to finish as a quarterback just this season if, you, if I told you he started and finished 16 games? As long as Jalen Waddell and, and Tyreek nope. Hill are, healthy, are there, yeah. everybody's healthy. He has top five upside. Exactly. And that's yeah. why that's why it's worth it as QB 12, QB 13, right? It's because he's, if he's healthy, he could legitimately yes. be a league winner for you. Yes, absolutely. Like the personnel is just too good, right? Like we've even heard, um, you know, I, I heard some mixed reviews about Tyreek Hill this offseason. Um, but like it, it seems like, uh, you know, his second year with Mike McDaniel, like where he said that the game is slowing down a little bit and like yeah. he's projecting himself for a 2000 receiving yard season. Who's going to throw him those 2000 receiving yards, mm-hmm. Marcus. And, and, and it's going to be two. And Jalen Waddle going into year three, not going to yes. fully remove some from some of the injuries that he had. Plus I, I kind of like the the rest of the receivers on this roster. I mean, even Robbie Chosen Anderson is, you know, a depth piece. Cedric Wilson in year two. Cedric Wilson. Uh, yeah, Easy E in year two from Texas Tech. So, like, they've got some weapons even outside of just Tyreek and Waddle. I, I, I think I'm buying him. Another reason, Kate, that I'm buying him is because in your dynasty leagues, or at least some of the ones I'm in, I think the two owners are really scared. So there, mm-hmm. some of them are cashing in. And you can see this through some trades from Dynasty League Football. I'll give you a few. Tua for Dalvin Cook and Alan Lazard in a Superflex League. Oh, my God, Tua. Yeah. Guys, come on. Tua for, again, Alan Lazard and Derek Carr in a Superflex League. Oh, give me Tua. Come on. Uh, Tua for Elijah Moore in the 207. Uh, this is super flex, super flex. Then you got to go with Tua. Like, See, this is the thing. I think there are people out there that have Tua. You're like, you know, I, I just don't want to deal with the, the every week worrying if he's going to get hit. I'm going to cash him in now for something else. I think you can get him for a lot cheaper than what his current price tag is in startup drafts. Yeah. I mean the, the, the upsides there, like Tua again, like we, we say 13 games, right? Still ranked 12th in the league in, passing yards last year yeah. like 
That's insane. That yeah. is absolutely friggin' insane to think that, uh, you know, he had over 3,500 passing yards and, and, you know, the situation was what it was. The, the ceiling is just too high not to invest. And I, I don't think I had any appreciation for just how crazy the market is for Tua right now. Yeah. It's again, I think if you're in a startup draft, I could imagine Tua going higher because that the, the manager that's picking him obviously has some faith in him. But if you are already in a league and you know, the Tua manager right now has him, and maybe they're a little bit afraid that the value is just going to completely fall off. That's why I think you could trade for him pretty cheaply before we get into the season. I think as we get closer to the year and the start of the season, his price is going to go up because he's healthy. And the more he plays, the more the value is going to go up because they're going to see him throwing for 300 yards a game like we saw last year and a bunch of long touchdowns. I think now is the time to go out and get him. Yeah, and, you know, the beauty of, I think, Tua, too, like, falls with the fact that, like, Again, he, he's got such talented weapons, but like this offense is so fast, Marcus. It takes like one flick of the wrist and exactly, you know, Jalen Waddle, Tyree Kill, they're gone for a 60 yard touchdown. Like the, the weapons, like I, I think Tua is, is really starting to come into his own, but I also think that the weapons around him, like those are weapons that elevate your quarterback play across the board, but like the ceiling for him as a passer is just so, so high that, you know, when healthy, he's going to be a locked and loaded starter. And and you're not really going to have to do all that much thinking about it. All right. We've got, we each have one more quarterback that we're excited about to buy and win now. Let's have a little debate on those guys next. All right, Kate, let's talk about one more quarterback that you should be buying late in your dynasty leagues or in your drafts right now that's going to help you win now you like ryan Tannehill. Mm -hmm. i like matt stafford both are being drafted incredibly low i think the the numbers we have right here ryan Tannehill qb 34 matt stafford qb 28 tell me why you'd rather have uh, Tannehill than stafford i i think we're underrating here the fact that marcus like we're we're bringing an elite receiver back into the mix for Ryan Tannehill. He's healthy now. Like last year wasn't healthy. It was throwing to rookie Traylon Burks. Like that is, that's literally all he had that like, that is what, that was what he was working with. And I, I just don't think that Traylon Burks is the type of receiver and, and nor do I think he was ready to handle that workload as a true wide receiver. But I mean, Ryan Tannehill, he's got some, some, chops as a rusher like you know mm-hmm. when fully healthy. That, that's a big advantage compared to Stafford without a doubt yes like the the pocket statue yeah I'm going to take Ryan Tannehill there but when he was playing in the two seasons prior to AJ Brown's departure ranked seventh among quarterbacks with an 87 87 passer grade uh over on PFF he finishes the QB9 QB12 respectively prior to that departure I, I just don't see how DeAndre Hopkins isn't going to be a difference maker for his upside. You know, as long as there's a healthy Derrick Henry, like this offense is going to be efficient. And I, I just think we're we're underrating here what Tannehill has done historically when healthy with a true wide receiver one. 
I like Ryan Tannehill at that price. The only thing that makes me a little bit concerned is they did draft Will Levis early in the second round. And if there's any sign of trouble, I do wonder like is, if Levis is going to get a shot. With Matt Stafford, I, I, I just don't see a situation where he doesn't – if he's healthy, he doesn't play. They've got Sean McVay, one of the best offensive minds in the NFL. They've got Cooper Cup, one of the best receivers in the NFL. And then, Kate, you look at the defense for the Rams – I'm going to name you some names. You tell me if these are actual NFL players or people that are your local baristas. Uh, Christian Rosboom. Um, Barista? (laughs) That's the starting (laughs) inside linebacker right now for the the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Russ Yeast. Barista for sure. Starting free safety for the (gasps) Los Angeles Rams. Their corners right now are Keller Witherspoon who was cut by Pittsburgh this offseason, Kobe Durant, and DeAndre Kendrick, who ran a 4-8-40 uh, at the NFL. 4-8? Yes. It's, they are absolutely atrocious on defense. And they play wow. they play the NFC East this year, which means they're going to have a lot of high-scoring games. Stafford is going to have to chuck the ball all over the field. And I know that he's not going to have a lot of like long-term value because he's 35. He's got an injury history. It just won't shock me at all if he leads the NFL in passing attempts this year, because he has to. That's yeah. I, I, I don't think I was considering um, the defense here when, when we were like, I, I just, I did not expect for you to sway my opinion, but you're right. Like the, the, you know, the value in that passing volume, uh, especially if you're going to get Cooper cup back in the mix, like, that's very intriguing. They are definitely going to be in situations where they're going to need to sling it and sling it to. and sling it. Yeah. Uh, situationally, uh, this is a great. It's, it's great tough. Note. I'm going to, I'm going to read you the 10 starters on defense, not named Aaron Donald, Marquise Copeland, Bobby Brown, Byron Young, Ernest Jones, Christian Rosboom, Michael Hyatt, Akella Witherspoon, Jordan Fuller, Russ Yeast, DeAndre Kendrick, Kobe Durant. On other teams, there might not be a single other starter on this unit. Now, they're young, and maybe they get better, but I think especially early in the season, you're going to see Stafford throw the ball 40, 45 times. And if he's throwing to uh, you know, Cooper Cup, we know how effective and efficient that can be. So I think you could get him for nothing right now, and you just might get insane early season volume. Yeah, I, I really like that call. Now, he definitely doesn't have that rushing upside, like I mentioned, for my guy Ryan Tannehill. I mean, he doesn't. It, you know, over his 55 starts, he's had 20 rushing touchdowns, my guy. Yeah. But yeah, it, no doubt the volume is not going to be there for Tannehill yep. the way that it is. But for... the rushing, the, the, the rushing floor at least makes it intriguing as a QB, too. Like, if you just want to get 14 fantasy points a week, it's probably Tannehill. If you're looking for somebody that has a little bit more volume and a little bit more upside, I think it's Stafford. Would you agree? Yeah, I, I think that's totally fair. Um, yeah, the safer option, uh, at least when he's playing. And you know what? Like, this is a team that's not uh, not necessarily looking to move on from Matthew no. Stafford anytime soon. So you might have told me, Marcus, you might have convinced me. I didn't mm-hmm. expect that. I usually try to come in uh, a little bit more stubborn and, and digging my heels into the ground. But yeah, you well, might I have got me today. Stafford's backup is 33-year-old <laughs> Stetson Bennett, right? A fifth-round pick. 
Like it's it's not great. It's he's gonna have to basically mm-hmm. throw the ball all over the field. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Lockdown Dynasty your first listen every day. Again, Matt and Ryan will be back on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday talking about win now targets at the running back, wide receiver, and tight end positions. So make sure you tune in for that. Kate, you and I back on Friday to recap any NFL news we have. We've got Hall of Fame game on Thursday between the Browns and Jets. A lot of Zach Wilson in that game, so maybe we'll have some takeaways from that. Uh, Be sure to follow the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We are free and available on all platforms. Check out our show on YouTube. Follow Kate on Twitter, at Kate Majuk. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher, and we will see you next time.